Hello, welcome to episode 25 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's show, I want to touch on some disturbing trends by several starters, as well as the bullpen, and Nick Castellanos, and a trio, our trio of hitters that has been carrying us for the better part of a month now. So as we head into this final stretch, without further ado, let's get this show started. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Welcome to episode 25. I am your host, Lucas, and it has been an up and down last few weeks for sure for our fighting Phils. It is, uh, they've just been kind of treading water for a little bit here. 500 for the last 14 games. Um, yeah, kind of a a pretty tough weekend series versus the Miami Marlins at home. Um, had a really tough one on Friday. Had a two nothing lead. Things were going pretty smoothly, and uh, Sir Anthony came in in the sixth inning and gave up a a monster two run shot to tie it up. Followed by Matt Strom in the seventh inning, who gave up a solo shot, and that was the difference in the game. The bullpen. Let the Phillies down in that one, blew a two nothing lead, um, and they lost by a score of three to two. That was the beginning of a uh, tough weekend for Sir Anthony. Um, bounced back on Saturday though, got a good win, eight to four. Aaron Nola had yet another five run lead that obviously did not feel comfortable, given the trend of the season. Um, and he did his best in the fifth inning to to blow that five run lead. Uh, gave up four earned runs, did not get out of the fifth inning, only went four and a third. Um, but a good showing by the bullpen to hold on to this one. Um, Hoffman, Soto, Alvarado, and Kimbrell pitched uh, the final 4.2 innings scorelessly um, to hold on to that one by a score of 8-4. to four. Another really tough one on Sunday, really demoralizing loss, was looking like we were going to be able to salvage the series after that tough loss on Friday. Suarez um, started off the game very strongly, actually got through six and a third innings pitched of uh, hitless, uh, took a no-hitter into the seventh, got one out. And that's where things kind of started to unravel. Um, Suarez uh, started giving up hits. He was ultimately pulled for um, Sir Anthony, who ended up giving up another two ru- big two-run home run in the eighth inning to give up the lead. It was tied 3-3 at that time. They went down 5-3. to three. They had the opportunities, their opportunities offensively in the eighth inning. They had um, bases loaded, one out, was not able to get any, any more runs in. Ninth inning had first and second zero outs and uh, just weren't able to get the job done. So they dropped that one five to four to drop the series uh, uh, by two games to one to the Marlins heading into uh, the very pivotal four game series in three games versus the Braves, which leads me to yesterday's double header uh, that I was actually at um, tough game, tough game one. Um, Went down eight to four, 
Taiwan Walker did not look good yet again. Had uh, some hit batters, some walks, uh, got the pitch count up early, and has uh, just continued his struggles of late. Phillies went down 8-4. to four. Uh, Trey Turner had a, a big two-run home run in the seventh, another one continuing his pace. To cut it to 8-6, to six, uh, flash forward bottom ninth, uh, Bryce Harper, two outs, another huge two-run home run in the ninth inning off Rasel Iglesias um, to tie it 8-8, eight to eight, send it into the 10th inning, and uh, Alvarado was just not able to hold down the fort, um, looked rather shaky in that 10th inning, which I'll get to a little more later, but ultimately they dropped the game 10-8 to eight after another dramatic late-inning home run that was ultimately... Uh, you know, not uh, not enough to get the job done, as, as has been the trend over the last few weeks. Um, we're able to bounce back with a big one in Game 2. Got to Kyle Wright early, who was on a pitch limit as he, they're working him back from injury. Um, so got off to a lead. Uh, Lorenzen looked better in this one than he has in all of his starts since his no-hitter, but ultimately still gave up to... Uh, Two big home run shots to Matt Olson, ultimately for his 50th of the year. Um, but once again, the bullpen was able to get the job done, similarly to what they did on Saturday. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, Gregory Soto, Matt Strom, and Craig Kimbrell uh, gave up one run in the final uh, four innings pitched. And that was kind of a weird one with Soto giving up a solo shot. Um, with about five seconds seconds left on the pitch timer, he still wasn't set and ready to go. So he ultimately rushed a pitch um, that he hung over the middle of the plate, a changeup um, with an 0-2 count. Um, kind of at that point, you just kind of, I think it, Soto would have been much better off just taking the pitch violation, given that he had an 0-2 count with the the run uh, the bases empty, kind of reset, make it a 1-2 count, get your, get the pitch you want. But he rushed into it, hung it over the plate, and was smacked out by Michael Harris for his second home run of the day. Um, but other than that, the bullpen did show up in Game Two to hold on to the victory. For a bit, very pivotal uh, seven to five victory to split the doubleheader versus the Braves. Um, so that leaves us at seventy nine and sixty five with eighteen games to go. Uh, if we merely go nine or five hundred over these final eighteen, that would put us at eighty eight and seventy four, one game over uh, last year's record. Hopefully we can go at least ten and eight to get to eighty nine wins. Um, Eleven and seven would be ideal to get to ninety wins. Um, currently we stand five games up on the teams that are out of the playoffs. Currently over Miami and San Francisco, we're five games up. We're three and a half games up over the Diamondbacks for that uh, final wild card spot, and we're down to a game and a half up over the Cubs uh, for that top wild card spot, ensuring home field advantage in the wild card series round in the best of three series. Um, We do hold the tiebreaker over the Cubs, uh, which is very nice. So that's like an extra game in the standings. Uh, We took the season series 5-1 to versus the Cubs this season. Um, So... 
kind of feel fortunate after some of the recent struggles to still be sitting 14 games over 500 and um, a game and a half in that final wild card spot. There's been some things I've been keeping my eye on, which is pitching. The, the offense has been doing their job and then some since the calendars have turned to uh, to August. Um, pitching really carried us through uh, the majority of this season when we talk uh, back in June when we started to write the ship after going down uh, 25 and 32 to, to start the year. When we turned that around, it was in very large part due to our, our hot pitching at the time, whether it was our bullpen, which at times this year has been the best bullpen in baseball, and at times it's been um, nowhere close, which is where we find ourselves now. But, um, yeah, the offense has... Really turned it around in August, and the pitching has kind of went the other direction since then. Um, between out of our starters, between Nola, Walker, and Lorenzen, there are some really big concerns emerging. Um, feel great about Wheeler, obviously, with everything he's been doing. He there's not much to worry about there, and and Suarez has been looking pretty sw- solid. He looked really good on Sunday. Just kind of had the one. Um, Kind of bad inning in the seventh where he gave up the lead after going uh, hitless through six and a third. But feeling pretty good about Suarez down the stretch. Uh, just got to get him some run support and also have him uh, show later in games that he can get through uh, his final inning without getting touched up too bad. But uh, with Wheeler and Suarez, I think I think they're locked in right now to our number one and three starters in this rotation. It is our number two starter in Aaron Nola, who is showing concerns. Uh, potentially our number fourth starter in the playoffs, Taiwan Walker, who has not looked like himself. Um, I want to say since July at this point, uh, and Michael Lorenzen, who might be getting moved to the bullpen um, rather shortly, moving up. So with Aaron Nola. Um, he has eight starts since uh, the end of July, and only two of his last eight starts uh, since the beginning of August has he made it past the fifth inning. So that is very uncharacteristic uncharacteristic of him um, to not be getting deep into games. He has really shown an inability to avoid uh, a, big, uh, a big inning um, in his starts. He... He was looking really good on um, on Saturday, rolling through the first innings, and then he ran into the fifth inning and wasn't able to get more than one out in it. Um, and that's just kind of been a disturbing trend. With Nola, um, there's been a lot of uh, talk this year about the differentiation between Nola in the stretch and Nola in the windup. Um, much better out of the windup than the stretch uh, this season. So... They've been working with it for a while now. As soon as he, he'll have a good start, as he did a, a few games ago, and then it, he'll uh, come right back and revert to his the struggling version of himself. So as we head into these final three weeks of the season, really just kind of crossing your fingers that Nola can um, can figure out how to write this track as, as we head into the playoffs because we... Uh, we will certainly need him in a short series, a long series, any way you want to look at it. He will be very pivotal to this team's success come October. Um, but as of right now, 
there's there's really no one feeling too good about that. Um, Taiwan Walker, similarly, he has not made it into the seventh since his first start in August. Um, so he's kind of trending right around the four, five, six innings mark, which is correlating to some potential bullpen fatigue right now. Um, his velocity is still a concern, um, and his command is a concern. His his hit batters are heavily up in the last month. His walks are back up again, um, similarly to how he looked in the beginning of the year before that uh, great stretch he had through the month of June and beginning of July. Um, so don't not feeling too good about Walker either as, as we head into the playoffs. Um, like I said, right now it looks like he'll probably be our number four starter for a playoff rotation. Uh, he could look very similar to the way that they used Syndergaard last year in the playoffs. You might... Well, you might have Walker only trying to get through the lineup one time around. However, that that doesn't line up now that it's occurring to me that the majority of his struggles have been earlier on in the game as well, which is the antithesis of what you want in October baseball um, in terms of uh, getting off to strong starts early in the game. Um, so, yeah. Just a lot of question marks with this uh, this pitching staff as as we head in head into the games that matter the most. Uh, Michael Lorenzen has just been um, outright atrocious since his no hitter. Uh, he he has uh, twenty six innings pitched since his no hitter. Thirty seven hits in just twenty six innings. Twenty six runs he's allowed in twenty six innings post no hitter. Um, that's good for a 7.96 ERA. Uh, so his ERA is just right around eight since his no hitter, uh, just 14 strikeouts in the 26 innings to 11 walks. So he's a guy who is lacking, um, kind of that third strike pitch. He, he's shown an inability to develop whiffs, um, in his tenure with the Phillies and, um, yeah, there's a lot of talk about potentially moving him to the bullpen, but, you know, it's like out of the bullpen you really need that, that swing and miss stuff come October, and he lacks that as well. So he's he's kind of floating around right right now where um, it's hard to see a real identity to where Lorenz is going to be used uh, moving forward. Um, potentially, I guess, if you, if you get the mindset to one inning for him, go all out. Um, you might see an uptick in his strikeouts. He, he had a really tough first inning versus the Braves last night where he had the bases loaded, um, had to battle through that. And you could see and, um, and hear with his grunting that there was an uptick in his, uh, his velocity in that inning and, um, overall his exertion, um, just to get, try to get through a tough spot and he ultimately succeeded in it. So Lorenzen maybe... Uh, if you relegate his workload to like one to two innings, you might see an improved pitcher um, going into the stretch. But overall, outside of Wheeler and Suarez and Christopher Sanchez, who has once again just been a godsend to this team, um, everybody else in this rotation has a lot of cause co for concern right now at a time period when you want everything to kind of be falling into place and clicking down the stretch. So it's kind of 
leads me to the struggles of the bullpen. I mean, um, we really only have six guys that I think we're going to trust um, heading into the playoffs. Oh, and side note on Lorenzen transitioning to the bullpen. I mean, in best-case scenario, you could have a, a Zach Eflin situation that they had last year uh, going into the bullpen where he came back from injury and got moved out of the starting rotation um, and had success in the playoffs. So hopefully we could see a similar situation develop with Lorenzen um, as we head into October. But, um, yeah, as far as the bullpen, you really only have six guys that you're going to trust in the playoffs. Andrew, Andrew Bellotti has not cut it. He got demoted in between games last like yesterday in um, for Junior Marte, who has had an up-and-down season. He's not a guy you're really going to be trusting in October either. So that relegates you to uh, Craig Kimbrell and Jose Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Gregory Soto, Matt Strom, and Jeff Hoffman, who has once again just been incredible this year. Uh, similar to what Bilotti did last year, but uh, much better. And you're going to start to see, I think, Hoffman be uh, elevated into a higher role Um as we head down the stretch here. And then uh, potentially My- Michael Lorenzen could be a seventh guy thrown in there. And uh, Christopher Sanchez in the in the playoffs, that'll probably be their, their eight-man uh, uh, rotation in the bullpen, um, led by um, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, and Walker to round out the four-man rotation. Um yeah, Craig Kimbrell, there's been some cause for concern after, let's talk about the big home runs that have been totally wasted over the last uh, about three weeks now. First, Craig Kimbrell blew the first two on August 23rd versus the Giants. Harper had the three-run home run in the ninth inning to tie at 5-5, followed by uh, in the top of the 10th, Kimbrell led off the 10th inning with the ghost runner on second with a walk a hit-by-pitch and a single, and then a sack fly, which they ultimately, um, and the single scored two runs, so that was a three-run inning, lost the game 8-6. to six. So really a uh, big-blown game by Kimbrough. And then uh, a week later versus the Angels, the Harper um, two-out, two-run home run in the eighth inning to go up 8-7, to seven, and that was Harper's 300th home run. And uh, was lining up for a victory then with Kimbrell to close it out. Started off the ninth inning with a wild pitch um, strikeout. So man on first. Then a single first and third. Sack fly. Blown save. 8-8. And then a two-run home run to ultimately lose the game to 10-8. to So uh, two very concerning games by Kimbrell. Other than that, he's been solid, had a, a really good uh, salvaging shutdown inning versus the Braves last night in Game 2. But a little bit of uh, fatigue concerns with Craig Kimbrell as he's logged a lot of innings this year and in his career. Um, but you're still feeling pretty decent about him. Uh, two other home run games that were blown by this bullpen was the the day before, or no, the day after that Angels game that Kimbrell blew the Milwaukee game where uh, Trey Turner had a two-out, three-run home run in the eighth inning to put the Phils up 5-3, to three, followed by Jose, Jose Alvarado, who started the eighth giving up a single and a single and a walk and a walk um, 
to cut the lead to 5-4. to four. He was then pulled for Jeff Hoffman, who came into a bases-loaded one-out jam, who got a strikeout and then got uh, with two outs, bases loaded up by one in the eighth. Got the dribbler to third base that ultimately should have salvaged it, but that was the pivotal Alec Bohm error that ended up uh, scoring all three runs in which the Phillies ended up losing 7-5. to five. And then there was yesterday's Game 1 versus the Braves where Turner hit the two-run home run in the seventh to cut it to two, followed by Harper's two-out two-run home run in the ninth inning to tie it 8-8. Eight to eight. Alvarado started the 10th inning um, with a single, single, so the ghost runner scored right away. Did get a strikeout and then gave up a double to where another run scored and the Phillies lost 10 to 8. So some really big um, moments that were not salvaged by both Craig Kimbrell, Jose Alvarado with a little help from uh, Alec Bohm. But Bohm wouldn't have been in that situation had Alvarado not gave up uh, two singles and two walks uh, to leave the bases road loaded and a bases loaded walk. Um, so very much con- uh, control command concerns with uh, Jose Alvarado since he's come back um, in August from the injury uh, list he's given up six walks in eight innings um, so his command is definitely not what it, anywhere near where it was to start the year um, so you just kind of hope he figures out his cutter uh, moving down the stretch he still had some uh, some moments of hope there but it's shaky and then you have Sir Anthony as I talked, really tough weekend versus the Marlins. Uh, Friday and Sunday gave up the the difference in the game home runs, which were the, the two-run shots. Um, he just has a lack of whiffs that he's generating compared to years past. Um, his slider is not there. His, his whiff rate is down 5% from this point last year in September when he really struggled last September. Uh, he only had um, seven innings pitched because he came back from injuries, but he gave up nine runs in those seven innings and had eight walks and seven strikeouts. However, his uh, his whiff rate was still um, about 5% higher last September through those struggles than it is this September. So he did bounce back in October, but he still had the swing and miss stuff um, going for him last year. So it was easy to kind of see or see how that correlated to the playoff success uh this year his uh his slider is just not what it used to be um at as currently stated so um definite concerns with Alvarado and Dominguez and then you have Gregory Soto which you're just you just kind of hold your breath when he's out there you have no idea what pitcher you're going to get it's such a roller coaster of a season and um feelings towards Soto you can't really trust him um against right-handed pitching. Uh, he's elite, uh, an elite pitcher versus left-handed pitching, but versus right-handed pitching, um, there's a lot to be concerned there. So um, you kind of trust Matt Strom, even though he has uh, he's struggled with the home run ball this year, so you always kind of got to hold your breath for that. But all in all, Matt Strom's been a, a very valuable piece of this team, whether starting or out of the bullpen this season. And Jeff Hoffman, as I mentioned, uh, maybe next week we'll talk more about him, but um, just been another godsend with Christopher Sanchez, um, unsung hero of this team. Um, so, yeah, uh, with Craig Kimball, you're feeling all right. It's My eyes are on uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez trying to get back tra- back on track after that, 
a tough one against Miami, and you just kind of hope he starts getting more strikeouts. And so more strikeouts for Dominguez and less walks for Alvarado is what you're trying to focus on if you're the Phillies um, in these final weeks here, getting them ready for the playoffs. Um, on the offensive side, not, not too much is going wrong aside from Nick Cassianos, who's been in a, another free fall here. Um, he had one post-All-Star break until beginning of August. Ended up having a, a decent month of August bound, or got himself out of those struggles, but they're back. They're back here in September. His timing is just majorly off. Like in the doubleheader yesterday, there were about three or four swings that ended up kind of being check swings but weren't even close. He went... Um, just looked very unsure of himself at the plate. Um, something mentally is off there with all of the... He's just swinging at pitches out, out the zone again. Um, swinging at way too many first pitches. He had the game where he had the three three double plays that he grounded into on the first pitch. Um, so he's just got to really um, single in to uh, taking his time at the plate again and getting his pitches to hit. Um, so hopefully he can figure that out uh, moving forward here. But there are definitely strong concerns there. Um, did get dropped down to 8th this past week. Um, got moved back up to 6. And it's kind of bouncing around between 6, 7, and 8 right now. But um, yeah, hopefully Cassianos can figure it out. Stott showing sometimes signs of fatigue. Brandon Marsh has been chasing a little bit more, but overall has been playing well. Um, and Alec Bohm's been Alec Bohm. Um, not much concern there. But then you have the three guys, our three uh, beasts right now, who have been just carrying this team for about a month and a half now or about five to six weeks. Um, and Turner, Harper, and Schwarber, they've just they've all had over 1,000 OPS since the beginning of August. Um even Harper's been struggling in, in September numbers-wise, but um, had such a good August, it still carries over. Um, yeah, let's see. Kyle Schwarber, since, um, let's see, since August, uh, he dropped down his season low in batting average, dropped to 176 on August 5th. And since August 5th, he's played in 32 games. He has 33 hits in those 32 games, 16 home runs. So almost half of those 33 hits have been the long ball. Um, his September OPS is 1349. Um, so absolutely just slugging the ball in the month of September. As well as Trey Turner. Um, his August numbers, and he started off August rough before the ovation the first five games or so. And in in spite of those five games, he was still, through the whole month of August, still hit 333 with a 1,061 OPS. Um, September, it's kind of blowing those numbers out of the water so far. 395 in September for Turner, uh, a 1,347 OPS. So if that sounds familiar, it's because I just said with Schwarber, September 1,349 OPS. Turner, September 1347 OPS. So those two hitters um, have been carrying this team in the month of September so far. Um, absolutely. Just awesome. Trey Turner looks like every every player that we thought he was and then some when we signed him. Uh, he's been top 
five player in baseball um, since that ov- ovation in early August versus the Royals uh, just has not looked back. So uh, just thank God. Thank God for his production. Couldn't have come at a better time during all these pitching struggles and kind of offensive shootouts that we've we found ourselves in. Um, so I think I'm going to leave it at that for today. Just got my eyes on guys like Nola, Walker, and Lorenzen moving forward, as well as Alvarado and Dominguez, um, as well as Nick Cassianos, looking for all those guys to kind of start trending in the right direction as we move forward here. Um, got a really big one tonight uh, against the Braves, and next couple ones versus the Braves, a uh, Another good old-fashioned um, ace showdown and <clears throat> Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed tonight at the bank at 6.40 p.m. Uh, close out the four-game series versus the Braves tomorrow. Also at 6.40 with Christopher Sanchez going against Spencer Strider. Um, followed by an off day on Thursday, the final Thursday off day of the season for the Phils and um, second-to-last off day of the season overall um so good needed rest on thursday hopefully they utilize that to recharge um welcome the cardinals or go down to st louis for a weekend series friday 8 15 game that'll be on apple tv saturday 7 15 and close out the three game series on sunday at 2 15 against the cardinals um head down to atlanta to end the season series versus them on Monday, so Monday through Wednesday series, followed by a four-game series, no off days next day, next week, uh, so go right from Atlanta back home versus the Mets for a four-gamer Thursday through Sunday, followed by our final off day of the year the following Monday, and then three at home, final home series of the season versus Pittsburgh, and then close out the season in three at the Mets. So just five series to go after we finish out this Brave series in the next two games. Hard to believe we're in the home stretch, and the ending is upon us. So hopefully we can hold on to that lead versus the Cubs, get that first series in home uh, home field advantage first round versus whether it's the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds, Whoever it may be, we want them at home for that those three games, uh, three games um, in the wild card round. So, I'll do it for today's show. Thank you all, as always, so much for listening. Once again, my name is Lucas. I will be back next week to round up and talk about any new uh, happenings. Hopefully, some positives in all of the struggling players that I named. So. Once again, thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you all next week. Go Phillies!